Well, one day on from the FOMC and there's a bit of reversal going on, except for the US dollar. That continues to rise, so much so that there wasn't much sustained currency response to two really strong results from our part of the world. We had the Aussie employment numbers and New Zealand's GDP both punched the lights out yesterday. So is it all good news? Well, there's always a counter, isn't there? Rising infection numbers in the UK despite the vaccines, rising unemployment claims in the US last week. But maybe these are both temporary concerns. We'll see. It's Friday, the 18th of June, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar continued to rise today after its steep ascent after the FOMC meeting yesterday. It's up another 0.9% on the DXY today to 91.9. That's about 1.5% up on the week so far, and it's the highest since early April. Uh, the Dow is still down, losing another 0.5%, but the NASDAQ has bounced back. It's up 1% today to a new high, and bond yields have unwound. As we said, uh, they might yesterday. Ten-year treasuries down six basis points to 1.51%, having reached 1.58% yesterday just after the uh, the Fed announcement. Bond yields in Australia and New Zealand have shot up, though up 10 basis points for Oz and 13 basis points for New Zealand uh, after their GDP read yesterday in New Zealand. We'll come to that today. And the Aussie dollar is down 0.8%. The euro down almost as much. The pound has lost 0.4%. The Aussie is now below 75.6 US cents, the lowest it's been so far this year. And oil has unwound. Brent down almost 2%, down below 73 cents a barrel now. And WTI is below $70. So uh, look at a pretty sharp turnaround of a turnaround, really. David DeGarris has been watching <laughs> it all unwind. He is direct economics for markets in NAB in London. Well, not everything has unwound, of course, because the mighty dollar, Dave, keeps rising, doesn't it? In fact, five sessions in a row. Mm. So um, how how do you see you know how it's shaken down from, from, from yesterday? Well... Well, I think that's the big story, isn't it, Phil? And the the story from the forecast changes <clears throat> and the um, and the press conference from uh, Jay Powell mm. was was a much more positive tone, wasn't it? Just qualitatively listening to him at the press conference, you know, optimistic about labour supply and uh, the economy coming back, and that the you know the, the the bring forwards of the rate rise. So. You know, the, the one thing that hasn't changed today is one is, as you correctly say, the dollar has continued on its way higher. Uh, and, of course, that seems to have been turbocharged by US real yields, which have continued uh, at their high levels. So while bond yields have retraced, it's mainly been in the break-even inflation rates rather than real yields. And the currency tends to be responsive to the Real yield. So, as you say, um, mm. Aussie and Kiwi, which are often regarded as the higher beta trades against the the US US dollar, and that's exactly how it's played out today. And we've also seen Phil, yeah, uh, a lot more volatility in the the metals and precious metal space as well today. Yeah, and the force of that is evidenced by the fact, and we'll come on to it. But I mean, both for Australia and New Zealand, two very positive reads on the economy, mm. but not enough to counter that strength in the US dollar. No, it. Um, you know, you just look at the price action uh, around the time of the Australian employment release and before that, the uh, the New Zealand GDP release. Um, you know, it did sort of break the decline in the Aussie and the Kiwi for a period of time. But when you look at it on the chart now, mm. it um, it just looks forgotten. the opposite, fa- opposite face of the Iger, as you <laughs> spoke about yeah. so aptly on the podcast yesterday. So um, it's not as if the, uh, the, the headline... Uh, headlines on both those numbers belied a much more worrying detail in each of those reports. I mean, you pick it apart and, um, you know, they're, they're, they're both 
pretty blockbuster type reports, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, let, let me use the word that was used by the, uh, the BNZ guys in their morning note this morning. Uh, it was a stonker. Uh, Stonker, I like that. I yeah, like I it. Stonking good result uh, for, for the New Zealand GDP. <laughs> I haven't heard that since the 80s, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a lot better than expected. I mean, it was down 1% in Q4. This is GDP for New Zealand we're talking about. Yes. Uh, and Q1, uh, it was anticipated, I think it was going to be up about half a percent. Uh, yes. But it actually came in at 1.6%. I mean, yes. it, that is a stonker, if ever there was one. It is. And um, absolutely. So, GDP in New Zealand, the level is now what two point eight percent above pre-pandemic levels. Yeah, uh, it's it's considerably higher than where the, where the RBNZ expected it to be. And for Australia, what in the last um, year they've had five of the biggest monthly rises in employment since yeah. the the monthly labour force survey began in nineteen seventy eight. Now I know we've had a huge fall, you know, early on in the pandemic, but one thing you can say is that labour supply in Australia has certainly responded to the higher levels of demand. So the challenge, I think, for Australia now is that, you know, the ABS also released that, you know, um, uh, temporary employment foreign residents was down like 300,000 compared to the same uh, first quarter of last year. So that's about a 1% um, hit. To population growth so mm. the challenge now is, is for australia is finding the people whereas in the u.s seems go. to be encouraging them to rejoin the labor force but um we've got to open the borders you know, to find the people <laughs> that's the, absolutely absolutely so that's where the vaccines come in yeah. isn't it mm, well clearly and uh, i think yeah, i think just looking at the figures today australia is up to 2.7% on uh, on two jabs. So there's still some way to go on that front. Yeah, that's right. And then AstraZeneca now uh, not being given to anyone under the age of 60 as well. But those those unemployment numbers, 115,000 more employed people for the month of April, the unemployment rate's fallen from 5.5% to 5.1%, mm-hmm. which is actually where it was in February 2020, just before the uh, the, the pandemic yes. struck. Uh, but yes. obviously the number of people employed is actually much higher than it was before the pandemic. Yes, yes. And... Um and uh, the Reserve Bank forecast published only last month, and they're not alone in this. All the forecasts have underestimated the speed with which the um, the labour market has improved. So mm. those forecasts uh, suggested that unemployment would be 5% by the middle of this year. So that forecast has almost been stopped out already. Yeah, um, yeah because it's of been a, remarkable, hasn't it? Another by stonking the end of this year, I mean. result. A stonker. Uh, a stonker. A stonker. Too. Uh, so, and uh, the, the, on both sides of the Tasman, the, the response has also been a big rise in, in bond yields as well. Yes. Well, I mean, part of that's been uh, the follow on from, from um, yep. absolutely. And of course, turbocharged by each of those releases. Mm. But it hasn't been enough to break the falls in the currency, which really been a US dollar phenomenon. And I would say, you know, the commodity prices. Uh, today in the London market, you've got gold, which is down four and a half percent, and base metals down. Um, well, copper was down. What it's right now down three point six percent. Nickel down two point seven percent. So, um, yep. and that's pretty much been a, a fina- financial phenomenon. I would suggest, Phil. You know, the the higher interest rates and the US dollar factor, and of course momentum as well, mixed into that. 
So RBNZ, obviously, they're, I mean, they're already tapering uh, with results like this. You, you know, they are going to bring great rises ahead, well ahead of the Fed, you would have thought. Mm, but but mm. also, I mean, Australia, I mean, we had yesterday, uh, we were all listening in to see what Philip Lowe was going to say when he was talking mm. to the farmers in Toowoomba. Uh, mm. He was uh, still very dovish, wasn't he? The economy has, this was before the employment numbers came and come out, but he must have had a clue. Still saying the, the, the economy has a, has a way to go and still saying, you know, rates aren't likely to hike until 2020. But does anyone believe him? Well, it's interesting, isn't it, that um, you're right. He was talking about, you know, their expectations of gradual rises in inflation and wages. And I don't think anyone would particularly challenge him right now on that view, Phil. But in the same breath, openly talking about uh, the, the scenarios that they've been looking at under which, you know, interest rates might go up in 2024 and it's quite possibly there's a bit of a half-hidden message there that they may not roll over the um, the yield curve control target from April to uh, to November in that year if they think that rates, you know, they're more confident that rates could be going up in 2024, which after all is three years down the track. And, of course, the market dynamics of um, how wages and inflation respond to this what can only be described as quite a rapid reopening. It's pretty much a V, isn't it, so far in the case of Australia, um, how that plays out in terms of, of wages. I mean, so far it's been, it has been gradual and where we have seen and heard of uh, wage rises, it's been more sporadic rather than um, mainstream across the labour force. Yeah. So is it a V happening everywhere, though? Less so, isn't it? I mean, the United States, if we look, well, I mean, uh, in Europe as well, obviously, uh, less less of a V uh, happening there. We got euro area core inflation, by the way, the final read for May yesterday. It's upgraded ever so slightly to 1% year on year. Uh, so uh, no big surprises, really. But yes, the, what about the V shape in the US then? We might have been heading there. But then you look at uh, mm. signs like the initial jobless claims, which you'd mm. hope would be continuing to travel downwards. But uh, we saw uh, last night that uh, they are up uh, to 412,000 new claims last week. And then on yeah. top of that, we had the Philly Fed Manufacturing Index. That was ever so slightly weaker than expected as well, with a, a notable fall in new orders. So it's not a straight yes. road to recovery, is it? No, it's not a straight road. And often we know with these weekly jobless claims, they can be a little bit whippy at times. And yeah. this one is around the Memorial Day long weekend and mm have been some some issues with seasonal adjustment with Memorial Day long weekend. So that I think that's you could you'd have to describe it as as an odd number, Phil. So, you know, with all these weekly numbers, you've got to give it a little bit of time to see whether there's any sort of trend. I mean it is possible that unemployment could be going back up again in the US, but that would be odd to say the least. Yeah. Uh, what we will see, I think, is that in the next few weeks, um we're going to see more, you know, states start to stop the uh, the federal three hundred dollar uh, unemployment supplement. So I think there's there's four states last week that, are, that was a lot final payment. And you've so they got- should be giving it a push. You would have thought. But then on the other side, you've got the issue, I guess, that you know, you, you, you if the supply constraints push and- lower, of course. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, getting people the, pushing the number of people employed. But on the, yes. you know on the on the other side, you know, if if we've got supply constraints, then maybe people are being laid off temporarily because there's just not enough work. It's possible. It's mm. possible. But I mean, those businesses are looking for people. I mean, they would have to be second round effects, wouldn't they? Yeah. I mean. If they're looking for people to, 
you know, front of house people in in restaurants and so forth to serve customers and the like, then yeah. you'd think that'd be that'd be positive for employment rather than yeah. you know uh, cutting the cutting the hours and not jobs. laying off people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Look, uh, the uh, another area for concern, I guess, UK infections yesterday, Thursday, over eleven thousand new cases. That's almost fifty percent higher than Thursday last week. Now we look at the UK as the uh, one of the most vaccinated countries on the planet. Still a Indeed. small number of deaths, but, um, you know, I mean, people could be concerned about uh, getting sick, I guess, if they see these infections going on. So even with the vaccine, I mean, that could slow the uh, the speed of recovery there. We'll, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? But look, let's look yeah, to... Yeah, look, I, I just think on that, Phil, just quickly, that that study published earlier in the week suggesting, you know, showing that uh, both Astra, uh, AstraZeneca and the Pfizer vaccine were well over 90% effective at, at uh, with hospi- reducing hospitalizations yeah. the india variant was pretty compelling it was but, yeah no um, it's just where the people yeah there's a difference between hospitalization and people saying oh, i don't want to go out and uh, start eating in restaurants if i'm going to get sick of course from everybody. of course that's, that's of a, course. sort of the concern but look uh, japan and uk are the two countries to focus on today japan cpi is out so, uh, so we can see what their inflation or their deflation uh, is doing there the bank of japan is meeting as well uh, then in the uk retail sales for may which presumably won't grow too much on top of the well you know in april it was up nine percent month on month i'd call yes. that i'd call that a stonker as well that's a stonker maybe <laughs> half a stonker maybe half a stonker we are seeing more reopening right so yeah, yeah. you know pubs and restaurants are able to welcome people inside sporting venues a few people entertainment cinemas that mm. sort of thing so Anyway. All right. And then Japan. Uh, Ray Atrell said to me, I don't know whether it's earlier this week or last week, he said, uh, yeah, you can look at Japan numbers, but hardly ever drives anything at all. It's always <laughs> it's always the US dollar. It's not always front of mind, that's for sure, particularly the inflation numbers. But anyway, there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very good. Well, we'll leave it there for now. Great to talk, Dave. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Well, do, Phil. Cheers. Can you believe we are halfway through June already? Time goes faster when you're older. And I got older. We a year older this week. So maybe that's something to do with it. That's it for this week. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again on Monday morning. See you then.